Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the 1987 official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest and we discuss every character from Abomination to Zeta. My name is Jesse Cooper and with me today is Tim Stevens, a freelance writer at Marvel.com. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Wherever you are and whenever you are listening to this, hello. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I thought it would be real good to have uh, someone to talk about the Marvel characters who does it on uh, several times a week. I mean, do you think that's it? I agree. It's great to have me on here. It's great to have me on any podcast, though, to be fair, Jesse. Oh, I mean, he he also made a couple appearances on my other podcast, uh, Turn to Page. Uh, with, uh, I mean, I may have, may or may not have been angry with him every single time, but yeah, whatever. We're good friends. I think the first one you were okay with me on. After that, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm good with you, Tim. I mean, maybe. You clearly like me enough to bring me back. Yeah. Well, uh, today, and the first of the week, we're going to be talking about American Eagle. So, Tim, Yes. Do you know who the American Eagle is? I do, actually. And what is its deal? Uh, his deal. Okay. Uh, he is a Doug Munch creator. Well, I was trying to be vague in case you didn't. <laughs> no, that's fine. You just you took okay. away his identity. That's fine. It's a... Uh, he's a Doug Munch creation. I apologize. I don't know the artist's name. Uh, he goes by the name of Jason Strongbow. Um, and he is, as you might guess from that last name, he is a Native American hero. Um... The most recent time you would have seen him was in Thunderbolts in 2007. This is the Warren Ellis, Mike Diodata uh, version of the comic. And uh, I think they made him pretty cool. Okay, I read some of that. Yeah. And he also showed up for uh, like an eight-page thing written by Jason Aaron. But I forget when that was. Maybe like 2009-ish, I think. Well, that's that makes sense. Jason Aaron really likes bringing back like Z-listers yeah. randomly. Yeah. He has a thing for the orb. Like, he has a big thing for the orb. Yes, he does love the orb. He <laughs> so, shows up in Ghost Rider, and he shows up in Fear Itself, and a couple... Or not Fear Itself, um... Uh, original yeah, Sin? Did he write Original Sin, yep. He shows up in that. Which, which like, you can tell that Jason Aaron thought of that, because it's just like, well, the orb got an right. eye, and he did something <laughs> with it. <laughs> it's just like, wow, Jason, you, you did a great job there. <laughs> Actually, uh, Original Sin introduced me to uh, the Exterminatrix, so I gotta be. Oh, uh, yeah, she's a great character from uh, Marvel yeah. Boy. She is a great character, and she's in yeah. Thor now, or just was in Thor. Yep, yeah. she was just in Thor. Okay, I'm not exactly caught up. I'm sorry. I need to be giving your. Hey, your, as long as you're buying them, you don't have to read them. <laughs> well, you know, you'll be happy to know that I just bought the first volume of uh, Nova with. Um, the young Nova. Why did I oh, forget his name? Sam? Sam Alexander, yep. Sam Alexander. Mm -hmm. Yes, I bought the first one. I'm a real big fan of uh, the new Nova. Oh, good. Actually, I'm a real big fan that there is, like, two, like, biracial Hispanic kids on, like, one of the biggest books in Marvel right now. I'm a big fan yeah. of that. Because I happen to be biracial and Hispanic. Jason Strongbow. Yes. Uh, he's a Navajo. In, he's Navajo. I believe that's correct, yeah. Uh, the Navajo did not have any headdresses. Uh, they lived in the Southwest. Yeah, this was created in like 1980, I believe, 81. He does not have 
what I would call the most, uh, I don't know the exact term. Um, Racial sensitivity? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, he's not the most sensitive character ever created, unfortunately. He was in Marvel 2-in-1, annual number yep. 6, so, I mean, fairly, you know. Yeah, I will say, I don't, it's been it's been years now since I read it, but I know there was a sort of a, a comic book critic of, of Native Americans in comic books who pointed out that he did have some stereotypic issues, but that he didn't get his powers from something specifically Native American, so in that way, it was uh, a step forward. You know, he didn't get his power, powers from, like, the Earth or the Great Spirit or something like yeah, that. He didn't get so. his powers from a Thunderbird. Right. Or the, his her totem animal. Well, right, he exactly. did get his powers from a... Wait, let me get the exact, uh, exact wording. Uh, so the claw hit some uranium Mm-hmm. with his sonic blaster and the bombardment of sonic energy and the exposure to an unknown isotope of uranium found in the mine combined combined to mutagenic genetically enhance strength and sense of the Strongbow brothers Strongbow brothers so uh his powers his powers is just you know fairly simple you know just super strength enhanced uh, s- s- uh senses mm-hmm. he also has this uh Kind of weird looking crossbow. Yep. Which has like a carbon fiber line that he uses to swing around. Hmm. He also fought alongside with Kazar, the thing, and White Wingfoot. Uh, White Wingfoot of the Fantastic Four? Yes. So yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, White Wingfoot was fairly okay representation for the time. For yeah, Native I Americans. mean, he was Native American, but. He and but he didn't have like powers or anything, so you didn't have to worry about any of that. Like he is Native American, and therefore he has this Native American power set. He wore American or um, I don't know what the term is for Native Americans of sort of typical clothing, but what like the Amish would refer to as English clothing. Uh, so he wore you know sort of normal everyday clothes. He hang he hung out with the Fantastic Four. He worked for them. He became friends with them. Yeah, he was pretty good friends with Johnny Storm, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, like he was fairly, um, which, you know, I guess that's good. Um, Red Wolf will come up, and I'll have uh in the R's, so I guess we'll have another chance to talk about Native American. Uh, oh, with Red Wolf, yeah, yeah. Red Wolf is a little representation. I guess you could argue Red Wolf's a little more problematic. Like American Eagles come back now, obviously. And they updated his costume. He's lost the headdress. The helmet is this sort of um, it, it it has a bit of stylization on it to indicate like a bird's beak, but it's just a bicycle. It's just a motorcycle helmet. The rest of his costume is fairly basic. So a lot of the sort of um, I don't know Native American window dressing that existed in the first version of him has gone away. Not so much for Red Wolf, unfortunately. I mean, I mean, I also think it's really great that he started his own clothing brand and everything too. I mean. <laughs> Well, that's how he could afford the new costume. He he just uh, cashed in hard on that uh, American Eagle clothing line. Like I'll have a picture up. All of these will come with a uh, like a post with their picture and everything. Obviously, and yeah. He like when I first looked at him, he looked kind of like a a very offensive Captain America to me. <laughs> like because it's basically what it is. Like it's like you know he has a cowl. I imagine if you take off the headdress, 
mm-hmm. it'd probably just be like a cow, like a uh, right. and it's of rip dude in red, white, and blue. Yeah, he does specifically. Yeah, I mean, like even I, now he is red, white, and blue. Yeah, like he has blue jeans, white t-shirt, red boots, black jacket. Well, uh, do you have anything else to say about uh, American Eagle? I mean, just beyond recommending that run that he shows up in Thunderbolts, uh, it's pretty excellent. I would, uh, if you want to start with the character, I'd go there first. Okay, I definitely need to uh, read into that because I have uh, the Marvel Unlimited app. Oh yeah, absolutely, it's definitely on there. Yeah, and it's a very it's a very cheap way to read literally tens of thousands of comic Marvel comic books. I would greatly recommend it. Absolutely. Yes, it is. It's very good. And it's excellent for me. For research purposes, it's second to none. Yeah. Also, uh, you can read the Secret War tie-in Groot, which was one of my favorite stories of 2015. So well, you, you should read that. <laughs> yeah. So you will cry in every episode. I mean, issue, because issue. it's just <laughs> such good friends with Rocket. <laughs> I'm not lying. Like, every single time, every issue of that uh of that run, like I like I teared up every single time because I'm just like, oh it's my god, book. they're such good friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good book. So, You're absolutely right. It is. It's great. So you should read it. Uh, All right. It's group being friends with the universe. So uh, that's my that. recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> totally uh, on point and related. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, there's only so much I could say about this character. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, what do you have to plug, Tim? What do I have to plug? Um, well, as always, you can read me two to three times a week at marvel.com. Uh, and that would be related to this podcast, probably your best bet. Also, it's worth hunting through the turn to page archives for my appearances on that podcast, as they are all top notch and hilarious. And, uh, you know, stop by my website or my Twitter feed if you get a chance. And I'm sure that'll be in the show notes. Um, what's the sign off? Why did I, I always forget the sign off? Um, Excelsior, well, maybe? Excelsior, enough said. You know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, uh, it's clobbering time. Uh, thwip. Um, <laughs> oh, what snick, are other snicked, ones? Um, <laughs> snick, snick. Flame on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fla- flame on, snick, snick. It's clobbering time. Uh, I'm stretching over here. <laughs> 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 okay, bye. Bye.